following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Producers. Lights, camera, podcast. What's going on, everybody? I am the Wizard of Jaws, and we are doing the Producers. It is myself and the quote king, Austin Kelm, joining you once again for Producing Movie Talk, Good Times, Fun Stuff. Uh, my brain is a puddle because of football, so we're going to talk football. Let's talk, let's talk some longest yard, bud. I love The Longest Yard. One of my favorite Adam Sandler movies. Like, it's right up there. He's got some classics from when you and I were younger. I mean, I mean, Happy Madison Productions is the name of his production company, so it's hard to beat Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, but I do like Mr. Deeds, and then, like, really kind of rounding out my top four there, I still think is The Longest Yard. It's, it's right up there. I mean, so this for me, Adam Sandler has soured for me as yeah. we've gotten older because he plays the – he went from being – I mean – between Big Daddy, The Water Boy, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Fifty First Dates, Click, the first, I mean, the first Grown Ups was really kind of a downturn. A good movie, really funny with everyone that was in it. But I think like Mr. Deeds might be the last one that I really like liked liked. Right. Well, you know what? I think it might be from a from a movie quality standpoint, it might be his best one. You know, I mean, there are a lot of people who I like. I love Happy Gilmore. Yes. But it's from, from like a good movie standpoint, we're like, you'd be like, wow, that's kind of like a sentimental thing, like between him and his son or the kid in the movie. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. a kind of a heartfelt, good quality movie. And it's also funny. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it didn't have to be a comedy, but it wound up as a comedy. Whereas Happy Gilmore is very blatantly, this is stupid. He goes into a batting cage and gets hit with baseballs over and over and trying to tough it up for next year's hockey season. A 364 days. <laughs> right. Which, Boy, turn that off. You're making me sick. Which, by the way, the NHL doesn't have open tryouts like that. It's not, <laughs> not even a good, that's not even a good premise, but it was right. Cool. Right. I also don't think pick for the PGA tour by just hitting missiles at a dry uh, driving range. No, he won. He won the pro-am. He won the, the amateur open, right? The pro-amateur thing, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, and the reason Adam Sandler sours for me is he goes from like this chameleon of an actor. I mean, you know, being a goof, a, a goofy romantic in Fifty First Dates. You know, being, you know, the 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 deadbeat who ends up being miraculously good at a, at one part of golf. <laughs> he listened. Happy learned how to putt. Uh oh, like come on, man. He he develops a short game eventually. You know, like, but even all. I mean, Water Boy being, you know, the, 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 the boy. All of these. You know, he 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 plays that guy who's secretly like who's who unknowingly good at stuff, maybe unapplied like Billy Madison. Like he always had that in him. He just never tried, right. you know, sure. big, big daddy. He stepped into a, a fatherhood role when he was nowhere near ready to be a father, stuff like that. But like his later movies were 100% just 
I'm a goofball, but I'm awesome at stuff. Uh, I'm just going to go drain threes from the corner because I can. Uh, right. Well, he just like plays basketball. <laughs> he plays basketball on grown ups. He plays that. Like, there's a whole bunch of them where that's his jam now. I understand he's actually a, a decent basketball player, but yes, it is entertaining that like how do how do we work this into every movie? Right. I mean, and even even in the animated movie Eight Crazy Nights, he was a really talented deadbeat. <laughs> like, and that's really just what he was. Like every single character, after a certain point, was just I. It's my formula. I am a deadbeat who should be better in life than I am. And the movie is me coming of age, coming out of my deadbeatedness. And it was funny when he was younger. Now it's just like old. Like I, I don't care. I, I don't need to see like, I mean, so in grownups, he's like a millionaire. Well, what is he like a movie agent or something? Something like that. Yeah. Right. Where he's, but like he's, he lives in LA with his Selma Hayek's his wife and you know, they're just killing it. Yeah. And he, but at the same time, he's like, I'm unhappy in my really successful, awesome life. Let me go beat a bunch of schlebs in a pickup basketball game over the 4th of July. Like, it, it, it just, it doesn't hit the same. But then he, like, I mean, remaking The Longest Yard, playing Paul Crew, who was a stud football player, who was banned from the NFL or whatever they call the the football, the, the big the pro football. <laughs> no, I, I think it's the NFL. I, th- I think that that's, that's far. That's, that's, that's on part for being for, for point shaving, for throwing a game intentionally, right. Getting paid off to do so. And then, you know, he, that spirals him into his deadbeatness. And then, <laughs> his, his dead, deadbeatedness. Yeah. You know, and the, like cl- classic scene. You know, pa- Paul crew. You had a, had some drinks today, Paul. Yeah, just a couple. Uh, we're gonna see need to see your license registration. All right, hold my beer. Right. Uh, you know what, guys? I'm gonna take off. Yeah, keep that one. I got five more. And he takes off and leads these like cops on a car chase, wrecks the crap out of the car, all over the news. Gets out of the car. What What was her name? Um, was it- oh, uh, the girl. I mean, I know it's Courtney Cox. <laughs> awesome friends cameo from her. Yes. Um, it was like right after she was pregnant, too. She's gorgeous in that movie. She looks fantastic. I feel like that was the only reason she was in that is to show people, hey, I'm no longer pregnant. I'm still a smoke show. Got it. Done. Taken care of. Right. And it's funny because I'm like, I'm trying to find her on the list. Oh, yeah. It's like gone. Right. Yeah. She's not there. Top cast. She's in it for 35 seconds in the beginning. And that's it. <laughs> he gets into the car and he's like, I think we should see other people, <laughs> which is great. He's, he's, he's on cops, right? Just, just fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, oh, all right, just going to serve my time, get out of this. But no, no, no. The warden wants to win a football game. Fantastic premise. You need a tune-up game, right? That, that is the whole thing, right? At Florida State, which apparently is where he went to college. He goes, yeah, we start every season against Appalachian State, some slack division two team, kick the living shit out of them. He goes, you need a tune-up game. Yeah. Get their confidence up. Yeah, boost the confidence. Everybody feels better about themselves, and, you know, we get to go to work. The cast of this movie. So you and I, as hardcore 90s wrestling fans, the fact that, like, Kevin Nash and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and there's just a Goldberg, there's just a slew of wrestlers. Now, the great Kali was a little bit later. Yes. But this, this movie came out before his wrestling career. I'm not sure if that counts, but here we are. We're going to talk about it anyways. But so many fun things to see these guys in a movie before, you know, The Rock broke into Hollywood and really made it a thing. Right. And now kind of followed by John Cena, but really fantastic. I mean, 
Bill Goldberg is is great in this movie because he like uh, if you ever if you ever wanted to just have a guy who is just a muscle bound bald freak, Bill Goldberg's the answer. Well, didn't he? He used to be, he used to play linebacker, right? Like, wasn't yeah. he an NFL guy? Right? Yeah. He used to be a football player. Yeah, he he played in the he played for Green Bay. I be, I believe he won a Super Bowl with Green Bay. Interesting. So I well, you know what I think is really funny is that the the whole like the shtick of his character is that he is very well endowed. We'll say yes. So like, how do you, if you're if you're somebody like what was the, what was the pitch like to Goldberg? Okay, Bill, here's the thing: we got this role. It's a football movie, and he's like, "All right, I'm in. I like I like it already." He goes, "We need you to play a convict who beats up on the guards." I love that idea. What else? Um, your player has a gigantic uh manhood. You know what? I'm sold. Let's do like to sign me up. Well, I'll do, I'll do it for free. I will work this movie for free based on that premise alone. All right. So I was off base. He played for the Rams in nine in 1990. Then he had a stint with the Sacramento gold miners and the Falcons in 92 to 94. He was cut from the Falcons in 95 and then selected by the new expansion team, Carolina Panthers in the 95 expansion draft, but he never played a game. Uh, he was the first player ever to have been cut by the Panthers. <laughs> That's a good tidbit. His his NFL career ended because he tore his lower abdomen off his pelvis. Oh well, that'll do it. Jesus, you uh, know it didn't stop him from like jackhammering people like through the ring in WCW. So that must have been okay, right? And really, he wanted to try to you know go back to the league after uh, he rehabbed, but because he wasn't successful prior to that, nobody saw him as an asset. Um. So he and he describes playing in the NFL as a mixed emotional experience because despite reaching the goal of simply playing in the NFL, he didn't obtain the level of achievement he desired. That obviously changed <laughs> when he went to WCW and went right. on the longest running uh, win streak right ever. But which, it, like, you think his teammates were like, dude, that dude lined up against me like last week at practice. <laughs> like now he's on Monday Night Nitro. Right. <laughs> That's so random. I'm sure it wasn't the immediate turnaround, but he had to have teammates going, bro, you're on TV. Right. Like, dude, like, hey, my my roommate for camp just jackhammered. That's picked up the big show, right, and dropped him through a table. This is killer. You know, but then, like, I mean, so outside of the wrestlers, I mean, Burt Reynolds, Chris Rock, Nelly. Uh, right as the running back <laughs> like T- terry cruz before people knew who terry cruz really was right and, and also a former football player yep um tracy morgan yeah tracy morgan and, I mean, tracy, tracy morgan dressed in drag in yep. jail drag even more uh more so the very talented uh william fitchner the buffalo native captain canauer yeah which i think is very cool and then just uh, the slew of ex-nfl players that are not wrestlers Right. Bill Romanowski's in this. Brian Bosworth is in this. Brian, but oh, you know, you know what's really funny? This is like Chlor- Cloris Leachman plays the secretary. Yep. She's she's won an Oscar and nine Emmys. She's like one of the most decorated actresses on planet Earth where she's got legitimate acting chops and awards to her resume. And she's like the secretary in the longest year. You know what I mean? And she, who hits on Paul Crew? Right, and like at some at some point ends up in a video like in her underwear, like spanking his butt with a uh, oh, right because that's how he has to bribe her to get the game film from the guards. And uh, like you know, Rob Schneider has to make his his standard appearance, standard Adam Sandler appearance, which I I do have to give Sandler credit. He has always like repped his boys. 
Sure. There's a group of them that are just always in all the Adam Sandler movies. And then when they expanded to their own movies, they were all in each other's movies too, minus Sandler for the most part. That's the whole thing. It's probably their way of all making the same amount of money because the residual checks that all of them get just from Adam Sandler movies, they, they probably never have to work again. Like the checks that come in every month from even having a small cameo in all these movies. Like, oh, Happy Gilmore got picked up by Netflix. Here's $100,000. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's like, whatever. I mean, Chris Berman and Jim Rome were in this. And that, that was the cool thing, too, of all the actual sports people they got. It kind of led blended its, its credence to like kind of, you know, making this, I want to use the term legit, but to kind of reinforce that this was a sporting event that like ESPN filmed. So like they had actual ESPN guys out there. And ironically, Dan Patrick, who was an ESPN guy, is the cop. He's not himself. He's the like it's it's a sportscaster and a journalist playing a cop in a movie where he could have just been himself. He could have just been Dan Patrick, right? Like, but he, he chose to be an actual character. Oh, who was the uh, who was the convicts play by play guy? I'm um, gonna- it's, it's like it's like Bobo, or like his name is like Happy. He doesn't say anything though. Like he's just very quiet the whole thing. Yeah, he like he like grunts a few times. Yeah, right. And then he starts the mean machine chant at the very end. Yeah, and, and it's played by uh baby babyface Bob, Steve, Steve Revis. Is that who it is? I think so. As I'm looking at it. Yeah, that looks right. Yeah. Oh, unfortunately he passed away in 2017. Way to bring him down. Damn it. Right? Bummer. Sad clown. But yes, no, that that was him. He's babyface Bob, and he calls him Bobo because he's sitting there with, with Boomer. Yes. He's like, this, this job is a give and take. So when I bring you in, don't be afraid to just, you know, jump on the air. Let the people know what you think. Right. <clears throat> okay. Or, or whatever. Don't say anything. It's fine. Dean just machine. growl, growls at him. Dean machine. Right. Oh, so good. Uh, and then he's like, I like that sound you made. What's on this one? Whoop. <laughs> the boomer. The I, I whoop like sound that. that he makes. I like, I like that. that. Uh, Too funny. Let's talk about Bob Sapp. This dude's huge. I mean, there are so many. It really, he oh, might be my favorite part of the movie, though. Two or three, <laughs> if I'm being legitimately two or three of the biggest human beings on the planet between Bob Sapp, Kevin Nash, and uh, the artist known as the Great Kali, whose real name is Dalip Singh. Just, I mean, that's about 20 foot of man that goes <laughs> about, uh, about 1,200 pounds between the three of them. You know what? I, it's funny because I have no problem saying that I think Bob Sapp is my favorite part of this movie. Like he he, he does a, such a fantastic job of like playing a simpleton. It broke in my nose. It did. I, I broke did your it toy. No, 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 he didn't. It's football. Stuff happens. He's looking at the collie and he's just nodding his head like, yes, I did it. All right, fine. Maybe he did do it on purpose. No, you broke your toy. It's a good thing. You should have a victory hug with caretaker. And he picks up Chris Rock and spins him around. He's like, asshole. Turley, apologize. Turley, I'm sorry. I got to <laughs> apologize. I got to apologize. Yeah, yeah, we're all impressed. You know what? Though, of all the random quotes from this movie, though, I think my favorite one comes from Tony, the super fat Italian guy. Right, right in the beginning <laughs> when they're doing the training before they get all the talented guys, he's like, where's the, where's the Kent State guy? And he's on his back laying on the ground. He's like, you assholes better not cut me. I'm still part of this team. He's like, can of corn, can of corn. I'll be fine. Can of corn. <laughs> Times that like I'll, I'll stub my toe or like hurt myself in some way. And then somebody be like, dude, what happened? Can of corn, can of corn. I'll be fine. Can of corn. See, I, one of my favorites is easily Nicholas Tertuno, uh, Turturro, who played oh Brucey. Love Brucey. Yeah. 
Yeah. Brucey's time. Brucey's time to shine, baby. I, I, I knew we should have had that popcorn. <laughs> That's every time you screw something up. No, we should have had that popcorn. No. Hey, man, you've, you've been playing years. Why can't I be quarterback? You know what? You're absolutely right. Hit me. I'm open. And it goes like 20 feet to the right. That's why I sit down and shut up. Yeah, that, that's why I sit down and shut up. Oh, my goodness. So really, it's, so this movie was pretty well done from, a, you know, a, a sappy, emotional side between, like, the friendship and the relationship that, that forms between Adam Sandler and Chris Rock. Right. That, like, he just, like, befriends him right in the beginning. That is, like, everybody's got to have a buddy in the joint, and that's his buddy. And they have champagne together, which I don't know. He somehow smuggles in to the jail and puts it in crew's toilet. Uh, but it's it really it's it, it's pretty pretty well done across the board. I think it was it was funny. It was kind of sentimental. There's you know I laughed. I cried. It was I mean I didn't cry, but you know what I'm trying to say. This movie's got a little bit of everything. But again, from a, a '90s wrestling fan, uh, it was fantastic with all the casting that they put in. Because really, I don't know if there's anybody in the movie who I didn't know who they were. Maybe not by name, but you'd be like, that's, uh, what's his name? You know what I mean? Like, that would be something that you like. like that. Uh, yeah, he's the guy, right. Uh, I'm trying I, to think, like. I'm, I'm sitting here laughing, just reading some of these quotes while you're talking. Like, right. will you teach me to football? Sure. <laughs> I'll teach you whatever you want. Well, I'll teach you anything you want. Just don't eat me. Just don't eat me. Bruce, I love when they break it. I got a bird. His name's Rodney. <laughs> His name is Rodney, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think uh, one of the lines that got me the best was uh, when they're looking up the rating systems, they sneak into the, the records hall. And then there's like, there's a star systems for how violent, how prone to violence you are. And Chris Rock's like, let's see how many of your stars my maniacal ass got. And he got a half a star. It's like, wow, you're about as maniacal as a box full of baby kittens. Man, I'm going to have to fight somebody. What are you going to do? Gonna a pillow fight? Maniacal <laughs> pillow fight. <laughs> he goes, we can have a maniacal pillow fight later. That might get your wrap up. Got to stab somebody. Get a wrap up. Salt the pay-per-view. Superstar versus half a star. How come I can't be kicker? I was all state. All right, let's see what you got. Kick, kicks ball in the ground. That's why you dumbass. Like just, just Brucey regularly, just doing doing Brucey things. Or like, like tripping on the tires. Three, what? And a half? Yeah. <laughs> just like you're getting super pissed. You super tired. You think you're better than me? And he throws it across the yard. Oh, uh, Paul Crew, you play football? Me? No, I suck so bad they used to pick me after the white kids. <laughs> I can't believe I picked the guy that can't play. It's unbelievable. <laughs> used to be mad, too. Like, man, I can't believe I, I picked the guy that can't play. Oh, I've never seen God. some guy to come in that was so unanimously hated by the entire prison population. You could have killed somebody. You could have stole your grandmama's pension. Nobody would have cared. But shaving points off an American football game? That's just un-American. <laughs> oh, man. This movie is so good. I like. And this is one of the ones that if it's on, I'll watch it. 100%. It's, I'm like, ooh, how long is Sherry's on? I have to stop and watch this. So and it doesn't matter what part of the movie it is because I do have movies where if it's not the beginning, like, yes, I, eh, I, I don't know. I, I can't be bothered to decide this from the middle. I got to, or it might just be a personal thing. Like, my favorite part is the beginning. So I would not watch it because it's past the part that I enjoy. But this one doesn't matter. The training is funny. The game at the end is funny where they're like drop kicking the guards and like burning them with cigarettes and like all the ridiculousness from that. I think I made him shit himself. <laughs> he did clothesline, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He backflips. Ridiculous. That's how a white man runs a football. Yeah, well, if I was on defense, I'd crack in that egg-ass head of yours. Well, you ain't on defense now, are you, bitch? Switowski, oh. come here. You know, <laughs> you know what he said to me? He called me up. Yeah, him out now. <laughs> 
for the whole whole movie, he's pass rushing and dominating people with an open hand, and then he oh makes my, a clenched like, fist, and you're like, somebody's gonna die. Like the worst three point stance you've ever seen. Like fingertips barely on the ground, hand up, like shaking, like he's waving to somebody, and then all of a sudden he just like rolls his fist, and they do like the insane popping sound, like like crack 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 crack. You're like, oh oh, he gonna die. Oh, you really, you know, I really one of the unsung parts of the entire movie is Kevin Nash, who is very blatantly, and they show him taking him steroids the entire movie. And to get back at him, they switch his steroid supplements with estrogen pills. And then, like, he's lactating. And, like, he's had hot flashes since lunch, and my nipples are killing me. (laughs) Brian Bosworth is like, Why are we talking about your nipples? (laughs) Can Can you guys focus on what you're doing? Could be in a damn cheerleader. Stop booing. We're all trying very hard. <laughs> Anglehard, you know what? You are the best looking guy on your team. You know that? Paul, in the middle of all this, for you to say that to me, just the whole you and to watch somebody who's seven feet tall, 330 pounds, like weeping and playing with their nipples because they're sensitive <laughs> is really like they could have done that with anybody. I think it would have been funny if Goldberg did it. It would have been funny if they had one of the foot like Kevin Nash. That was pretty damn funny. So there's a couple, a couple fun, um, like I will call it trivia, I guess, about this movie. Okay. Uh, we all know that Burt Reynolds played Paul Crew in the original. Sure. Yep. Yep. He wears number twenty-two as Nate Scarborough, which is the same number he wore as when he played Paul Crew in the first movie. He was also supposed to have a stunt double for the play where Coach Scarborough goes in. And scores a touch. It's like right, but he gets like this. He dives and gets like spun around like John Elway style. Right, he gets yeah. crushed on his way into the end zone. He was supposed to have a stunt double for that, and it was Brian Bosworth that hit him. So, <laughs> of all the people, Reynolds insisted on doing the stunt himself, saying, "Saying I've got one run left in me." Bosworth himself was honored by the whole situation, saying, "Who else can say they got run over by Burt Reynolds?" Reynolds went, <laughs> went through the hit in one take with no injuries. Though he had to be helped off the field, the shots moved in, used in the movie of him being helped off the field were not staged. So that actually happened. <laughs> this dude rounds is far. like eighty years old. Like he's not a young man. Like no, it's and he went, like, took, it took a hit by the boss in in one take and he had to get helped off. Imagine if the take sucked. Like so, you right. do it for nothing because they can't use it. You can't do it again. You're getting helped off the field after after one shot. So I'm doing some math here. So, so Burt Reynolds, unfortunately, passed away in 2018. He was 82. Um, so the movie came out in 05. So it had been 13 years prior to that. So he was 69 years old. Jesus. <laughs> we got truck stick by Brian Bosworth. I right, had to run him over. That's, that's awesome. Right. That's pretty legit. Like you are almost 70. So another fun one here. Michael Papa John played adam one of the guards at he played adam sandler that's his name is michael papa john oh okay he was okay he was adam sandler's stuntman in the water boy he was the one who made all the hard hits as bobby boucher okay he plays guard papa john in this right but things came full circle because he had his own stuntman for this movie oh so the stuntman got a stuntman all right yes the only reason i know that is because when he's talking to the great Kali there and he's like, hey, we're, we're playing a football game against the guards. I think Papa John's their safety. And he just looks at him and goes, I will play. <laughs> and Papa John's smile fades immediately. Yep. <laughs> I do not want that. Turley, nobody gets to me. We'll play some more ping pong later. 
gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> good, good to go. Uh, and uh, la- last little tidbit for you. Uh, well, I got two. So Burt Reynolds and Ed Lauder are the only two actors from the original to appear in the remake. But five of the six members of the rap group D12 make cameo appearances in this as the convicts playing basketball with obviously the sixth missing member being Eminem, who is referenced by Paul Crew or by, is referenced when Paul Crew is referred to as Slim Shady. Interesting. I, I, I love when they you know bring things full circle like that. Well, it's like it's really I mean, rap music's not exactly my you know, particular cup of tea. I, the, really, the main guys you see in that whole scene are Michael Irvin being the main basketball guy there and Terry Crews doing a robot. <laughs> it's a, it's a big-ass robot. Got the but, I mean... Got the fries <laughs> your eyes. I got the burgers. I, I just got burgers, man. I, I, just, got, I just got burgers. <laughs> Foot, football tree outs. What the hell's a tree out? Team, team, team needs you. Come, come, come to the tree out. Oh, man. The soundtrack of this was fantastic, too. Well, I mean, Nelly's pretty fantastic, right? I mean, so that that goes without saying. But the Here Comes the Boom song was on my gym playlist for a, a oh, yeah. really good while there. Maybe, honestly, it made me want to put it back on my Today Gym playlist because it reminded me how good it was. So, I mean, I, re- I vaguely remember Ur Time, which is by Nelly. Um, and then, I mean, Boom Boom is on there, Thunderstruck, Boom by Nelly. Have you ever seen the rain by CCR? Like, oh, just top to bottom, really, really good. Fly away, which was again by Nelly. So basically, he did the whole soundtrack. It's pretty much what you're telling me here. Is anytime oh. they needed to amp somebody up, it was Nelly. We need you to do another song. All right, cool. Or we'll just we'll add it to your royalties check. <laughs> it's cool when you have permission from the artist who's in the movie to use those songs. It probably took care of some stuff. And, and to come full circle into another movie that you and I have done, Forrest Gump, when Nelly Nelly first has his first practice and he like runs out of his shoes, like he destroys his sneakers. Yep. And and Chris Rock just yells, "Run, Forrest, run!" <laughs> you saw that, right? Boy got some slave feet there, like <laughs> just running all over the place. But that's one of those things that we talked about how how Run, Forrest, Run has embedded itself into the fabric of society, and oh, here it is making is all over the place. It's making another right, uh, very quotable instance. The best part of that scene is he walks up with his shoe and crew and caretaker are like, oh, we're going to have to get you a new pair of shoes. Like, ah, I'm all right. I never had shoes growing up anyhow. Like, just that's fine. I'll play football barefoot. What? Right. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. You won't get you getting tackled by Bill Goldberg. Like, <laughs> it's just who's the last guy? Oh, the Torres, the. The Hispanic guy's like five, five star Torres likes the view. He goes, I'm, he goes, he likes. Star, guys, I'm more of a Star Jones man myself. Like he just, he likes Joy Behar of, of, of all people. Like he's got 15 minutes. Joy Behar. I'm cutting it short. Back to your sale. Uh, I think he's he's the he's the cigarette burner, right? That's the yeah. Like, yeah. He's getting a fumble recovery and he's burning the arms. He smokes basically the entire game. Like that's yeah. yeah. Uh, played by Lobo Sebastian. I'm trying to think of what else he was in. Now, I would without like cheating and looking at his IMDb page because that would be easy. Yeah, I'm gonna cheat and look at his IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cheat and look. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, are you, are you are you gonna gonna try to guess or? No, go ahead. We anybody got time for that? If we did an hour episode, I would take time to guess. But yeah, he uh, he. I mean, a lot of one offs on on TV shows. Uh, he was on Hawaii Five O, Chicago PD, 
Unsolved, the murders of Tupac and the Notorious B.I.G., SWAT, oh. Lethal Weapon, the TV series, Lucifer, the TV series, MacGyver, the TV series, From Dust Till Dawn, the series, uh, Queen of the South, Aquarius, Rush Hour, the TV series. I mean, this dude, he's a TV guy, apparently. Apparently. And really, I would have thought movie. I don't know why I thought movie, but I, that's where I would have been trying to. NCIS, to play. Law and Order, SVU. Uh, I mean, Longmire, Castle, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> just, what was he sons? Was he one of the minds? Is that is one of the rival gang? Uh, uh, he played Armando. Okay, I mean that could have been one of the minds. I mean, I, uh, that was a yeah. whole show I watched, but it was on ten years ago now, so I don't even remember. Uh, he was on Reno Nine One One. I'm not seeing any big move. He was in Lost, CSI Miami, The Shield, Arrested Development. Curry. So, like you said, yeah, so, so so what you're saying is this was like his only movie role. Is <laughs> what we're going with. No, it, but it's it, the it, only movie that I that I recognize. No, okay, sure. He was on road. He was in Road Dogs. Wasn't that the old the, like the one where the dudes were like isn't that like Tim Allen on a motorcycle or something? No, that's that's that was Wild Hogs. Okay, <laughs> my bad. Was it Road Dogs? <laughs> Wild Hogs? Yeah, it rhymed. It was close yeah. enough. It's- Jesse James called. He wants his. He was, he was on Walker, <laughs> Texas Ranger. Uh, he was in. He was in Next Friday. These, these are my kids, Walker and Texas Ranger. <laughs> Six pound, eight ounce, baby Jesus. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, like, like I said, next, he was on Next Friday. Um, and it doesn't even say he was on the original Friday. So, <laughs> right now, just, he, just oh, the second he, one. He was Carlos Liston in my, in Major League Back to the Minors. That okay, that's yes, that's what it was. That's okay. Back I feel in, better. My back in 1998, right? So, seven years before this movie, yes, he had a lisp and he talked about Carlos Liston. <laughs> yeah, well, he was the he was the, the heavy hitter that they were like, This guy hasn't seen anything this slow since high school, <laughs> right? Yes, okay. You know, it's funny, I, I just saw him in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm like the other day that the wife and I have been watching through that on HBO, right. But he was, he was just in an episode today, and I was like, hey, that's the guy from the longest yard, which we also just watched. Oh, good stuff. So uh, what do you what do you give this out of on the old clicky-clacky boards? Ooh, so while it is one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies, in the grand scheme of awesome cinema, I'm it's probably like a three. Like, it's good. It's not, you know, family movie night. I'm not, I'm not sitting down to watch <laughs> The Longest Yard. But if you and I are sitting down together having a beer, like, yeah, dude, absolutely put on the longest yard. Let's do that. Yeah, I, I'm going to go to 3.5 on this one. Um, I, I love sports movies. This is a very good sports movie. And oddly enough, I just looked 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. So we are right on par as usual. So nailed it. Nailed it on the board. Well, maybe maybe one of the I mean, not the highest Adam Sandler movie, but like I said, up there, up there. Is this in just all the top five? Sandler, I mean, oh, hold on, hold on. I have an idea. Oh, next, next episode. Okay. Let's, let's, in, let's, instead of picking a movie to talk about, oh boy, let's pick an actor. We'll, let's start with Adam Sandler and we'll each come with a top 10 list, like in order of Adam Sandler movies. Okay. Do you think that's a, a do we have a whole half an hour? Is that the whole episode? You want to do two actors or do you think Sandler's good? I think let's try it with one. And cause I, I mean, it's me and you. We can talk about anything for a half hour. That's very true. That, that could be a podcast in, in and of itself. Like somebody just gives us a topic and we try to talk about it for a half hour. Podcast instead of a podcast. Right. 
existential crisis all over the damn place. That that that's it. that was a drinking game, way back when. That somebody like it was like a themed party, that you had to you had to drink and then give a presentation to everybody at the party. But when you were half in the bag, that sounds fun. Right, that was the whole thing. Like you had to go through a PowerPoint and explain something, but like while you were drinking, it's so like and everybody you had to. I mean. We, it probably sounds lame to some people, but like, I don't know. I've got a group of friends where if somebody was should, toasted, I would throw, totally let it look. We should throw a college style gathering because college style gatherings were a lot of fun back in the day. And now we're older. Oh, we're so old now. It's unbelievable. But that just means we can buy alcohol that tastes better. <laughs> that's, that's right. You're not. Remember, remember when you used beer? beer. 30. I was, oh, dude, stole that right from me. Beer 30, man. $11 for a 30. That was, it had to be good, right? Yeah, oh, you, you, just, found, just you found my mouth a little bit. You found a ten dollar bill in your pocket dur- during laundry day. Hey, man, you got five quarters. I'm gonna go buy some beer. <laughs> beer thirty, in the purple box. Uh, it kind of looked like Keystone, but at this point, Keystone would have been a massive upgrade over beer thirty. Oh, big time, big time. I'm actually looking it up. I don't, I don't... <laughs> Do they still make it anymore? I mean, it's literally. I mean, we graduated from college 12, 13 years. I mean, Melody been... Brewing Company beer thirty. It, what I, is the uh, suggested MSRP for that? <laughs> is it still $11 or have they, is the cost of inflation made it $15 for a 30? Um, I don't know. I do believe this is. So it's made in Wisconsin. Of course it is. So it might be. I would, I would, I wonder if the Melanie Brewing Company is part of, is like who makes old Milwaukee, like old muck. Mm, it could be. Uh, let's see. Beer 30, Beer 30 Light, Lost Lake Ice, Lost Lake Naturally Brewed Amber Lager, Milwaukee Special Reserve. And then they have they have 26 retired beers? <laughs> retire a beer. <laughs> I'm learning so much. Okay, we need to end this podcast. I'm learning so much about not moving. <laughs> this would be another whole episode. Oh, man. So, yeah. Producers, the one where they talk about beer for half an hour. Yeah. So uh, next time we will be talking about an actor and our favorite movies by said actor. And I, I feel like we should do an alternating theme there. So like one sure. week we do a movie, one week we do an actor, one week we do a movie, one week we do an actor. I like it. You know what? We are growing and evolving. This is good. I like it. I like it. Growing and evolving in a podcast where we talk about things we know and devolve deeply into other topics. Yep. Just making it up as we go. Listen, all the show is is common debauchery with where we start talking about a movie, a movie. Right. It's just, the topic is a little bit more like fine tuned. Right. Right. So. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up here for us. Uh, I'm going to let Austin send us out this time. So do the whole promo thing and plugs and all the fancy stuff. And then, you know, you can you can call cut. Oh, boy. Thank you very much for that. Put me on the spot here. Oh, as always, the producers of power of the BICBP radio network. Um, like, subscribe, uh, hashtag all the social media, basically anywhere you can find your podcasts. Uh, we exist on that platform. Uh, the Wizard of Jaws and Austin, always thank you. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. And cut. Oh, you didn't know? Yo ass better call somebody! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the BICBP Radio Network proudly brings to you its podcast tag team champions of the world! The Nightmare Derek Jaws, Rotten Jack Gene Williams, the host of Common Debauchery! And if you're not down with that, 
We got two words for you.